Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. For more information about Adventure Church, please visit our website at adventurechurch.tv. Now prepare your hearts for a message from God's Word. We're in a series uh, right now called Viral, and pretty much the idea of this series is, is we want what happens on the inside of these walls to get outside of these walls. We want what we do uh, in, in church to be contagious. We want what's happening inside your life and what God is doing in you to be contagious. And so we're challenging uh, all of us to go viral in what God is doing. First Thessalonians 1.8, it says, And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere. I love that, that, that Paul was saying the church there, that, that the word of the Lord was ringing out, and that's what we want to happen here. We want God's word to get out. We want what God's doing inside these walls to get out to our community because there's many, many people who still need Christ, right? Well, hey, we're going to be, I titled today's message, uh, it's about our mission, of course, but I've titled it, I Love My Church. Look at your neighbor and say, I love my church. I love my church. Last week we did our fall kickoff for football. We had a lot of fun, wore some jerseys, and I don't know about you, but I love, I love football. How many of you love football? You're just so happy it's back, right? You, just, you love it today. It's planned out. We moved this past week, and it's been a, a, a tr- just a trying week, right, when you move your whole house and, and moving everything. But one of the great blessings in disguise was that I transferred my DirecTV to my new house, and because I transferred... They gave me the NFL ticket for free, right? And I have a man cave now at my house, and so as soon as church is over, I just disappear for the rest of the day, and uh, Jess wonders where I am, the kids, I, I got a lock, I just lock them out, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, but I, I love football, and, and actually Saturday nights, because we start early, we start at 6 a.m. here to set everything up and to get ready for, for service, and so I try to go to bed somewhat early and so, like, even last night, there was, like, four football games on. I'm, like, trying to flip between all of them. I'm going, i got to go to bed, but this game's actually close. And, and I just love football. And, and I think it's an awesome thing that we get to celebrate that and be a part of it. And we get to live in a state that has an awesome football team, right? A few of them, right? Bengals fans, Brown fans. Any Browns fans? <laughs> okay, there's at least a... A couple of you here, but, but of course we have the Ohio State University, and in our, in our city, you know, people love Ohio State. I mean, they love Ohio State. I mean, I felt like I love Ohio State. Like many of you last week, it was funny because you were like, I had my Ohio State jersey on. Some other people are like, dude, I, I couldn't wear my jersey, man. Just couldn't do it. You know, the loss, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I'm just, I'm still upset about it. You know, it's like ruining your day. It's ruining your time because you love Ohio State. But sometimes it's, it's funny when people say, I love my church. Like, we can love a football team, but when you say, like, I love my church, some people kind of look at you a little funny. Because for so long, church has just been tolerated instead of celebrated. It's just been tolerated. It's just something that we do. It's just something that's like, you know, check off the box. You know, I did my duty for the week. You know, I'm here. God's going to, you know, you know, I can get into heaven now kind of idea, right? We think that way. We're like, it's just something we, we tolerate instead of celebrate. And today I want to talk to you about why we should love our church, why we should be just as crazy about church and what God is doing as we are our football team. You know, a lot of times people ask, you know, like, what is, your, what is your goal? Like, what are the ambitions that you have for your church? Like, what do you want to accomplish? And I'll say, you know, I want to be 
you know, as large as we can get. I want to grow the church, not because I want us to have numbers, but because there's so many people who need Christ, who need Jesus, and they're in our community. Right here in Lewis Center, 25,000 people live in Lewis Center. It's not even an incorporated city. You know, another 17,000, 18,000 in Powell, that there's literally thousands of people within just a few miles of this community that need Christ. And so they'd be like, well, that's awesome. So you want to be like the largest church in the state. I said, well, that'd be great. I said, but that'll never happen. It it could just never happen. They're like, well, why not? I said, because the largest church in the state has been established for for years and years and years. And their capacity is huge. And the largest church in the state actually doesn't even meet on Sundays. It meets on Saturdays. And it meets at this place called Ohio Stadium. And I think we have a picture of that and the capacity of that place, dude, is 108,000 people, like, you know, people are like, hey, you can be, I'm like, I, I don't know that we could ever afford that place, you know, and I don't know if we could afford to enclose it and put a dome on it, but, but it, they meet on Saturdays, and it's crazy, you know, how it gets packed out, and, and every time it sells out, and no one ever gets upset if someone's sitting in their seat, you know, and in and, and this, and this stadium, it's led by a guy, and, and this church is led by a guy named Urban Meyer. And he was a hero when he took the, the job of lead pastor of the Ohio State Church. And, and the crazy thing about this church is, too, is that you have to give an offering before you can even get in. You can't get in the doors. And, and you'll pay big bucks for a really uncomfortable seat with no room whatsoever. And then, and then an arm, it'll cost you an arm and leg to get a free coffee. You don't get free coffee. You don't get free anything. It's an arm and a leg to get a hot dog and a Coke there. You take the family, you're going to be out big bucks. And, and, but the idea is, is that people are willing to pay for it because you really aren't supporting something until you're willing to give to it. And so they, they give to it. And people actually show up early for these, this church, right? They get there early and they, they, they park their cars and pop open the, the, the trunk to their SUV and they, they cook food and they hang out and they fellowship and, and they're there and then they stay late hanging out and, and just becoming a community of people. And I'll tell you something else is that these people worship better than any people you've ever seen. I mean, they are absolutely insane. I mean, I've never seen people worship with such passion and enthusiasm, and, and unified together. You know, we try to get you all to sing on the same key, and together, man, they can get the whole stadium going around chanting the same thing. A hundred thousand people unified with one voice, worshiping with passion and excitement. These people are crazy passionate. They love their team. They love their town. And now you go, all right, Kyle, here you go setting us up. We get it. We're starting to get it, you know. And I'm not saying anything. I'm one of those people, <laughs> right? I'm there. I, I was watching the game, even when it was 66 to nothing. I didn't leave my TV, right? I paused it, and I went to the back. I come back. I, I'm one of those diehards. I love college football. I've paid to get in there. I've gone down early. I've stayed late. I get that. But let me tell you something. Today, We're going to celebrate what God has done, and I'm going to explain to you why I love this church more than I do the Ohio State Buckeyes. As much as I love them, and as much as it can ruin my day, I'm going to give you some reasons why you should love your church more than 
the Ohio State Buckeyes, or maybe for you it's the Browns or the Bengals or whatever team that you rally around, that you support. Why we should love our church more than that. Paul writes a letter to the church in Ephesus and he explains kind of what he's seen in the church there and what God's purpose is for the church. And you can find this on the screens today. I also encourage you, if you have a smartphone, you can download the Adventure Church app and follow along in our live section. All the notes from my message will be in there today, including the scripture. But in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, then in 20 through 21, Paul says this, Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ, And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. The mystery of God, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, saying this mystery was kept hidden in God, who created all things. It said his intent was that now through the church, let's pause there for just a second. It says his intent, what's his intent means is God's will. A lot of times people go, what is God's will? Here it is right here. When anytime you see the word intent or God's intent in scripture, that's his will. That's his will for your life. It's his will for the church. He says, and through the church. So God's will through the church is that the manifold wisdom, which just means wisdom that has many forms, should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that is accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he's saying the purpose of the church, God's intent, his will was for the church to get out what is, to, to make known what Jesus did for us. That Jesus came, that he sacrificed his life, that he lived for us and died for us so that we could have eternal life in him. And it says that this is his eternal purpose, that this was the church, God's purpose through the church, it was always his idea. From the very beginning, he was going to use the church to to get his word out, to get the message out about what God has done. And it's for his purpose and for his glory. Now we go down to verse 20. And it says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Us. Again, the church isn't a building. It isn't a a place or a, a destination or location. The church is you and me. So he's saying that, that God, for the glory of God, who is able through his mighty power that work within us, the church, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love that he says that God can do more than we could ever imagine, that, that infinitely more than we could ever imagine, that we could ever think of. I'm telling you today, I'm celebrating what God has done because I didn't imagine this. I didn't imagine some of you. I didn't know some of you. I didn't know who God was going to bring about two years ago when he began to to deal with Jess and I about planning this church. And and he's done so much more than I could have ever imagined. I didn't imagine this facility. I didn't imagine people giving their lives to Christ and coming into community. I I didn't imagine all those things the way that God has done. And God has more for our church still. He has more for Adventure Church. He's done awesome things, but he wants to do more. Everybody say more. And God can't get glory in his church unless the people get loud about their church. Unless people get loud about their team. God can't get the glory that he wants. Every time someone's life gets changed, God gets glory. And we celebrate what we worship, right? 
We celebrate what we worship, and we worship God. We celebrate what he's doing in our lives, what he's doing in our church, and what he's doing in the community. So today, I just want to give you two reasons. I'm going to be very quick today. I tell our staff that this week. I said, I think my message is going to be really short. They laugh, right? Some of you probably laugh at that now when I say, hey, today's going to be really short. But I just want to give you two reasons today why I feel like, why I love this church, why I love you, the people of this church, more than I do a football team. The first reason is this is that the church provides healing for people. The church is a place of healing for people. Now, in college football, you can get hurt, right? (laughs) You can get hurt in college football. A true fan, when you're a true fan, a loss hurts. Again, some of you wouldn't even wear your Ohio State gear last week because of the loss, right? I think we have a a picture of what hurts in football, right? That, oh, gosh. (laughs) That hurts. You know what hurts even worse is that East Carolina beat the Hokies yesterday. It hurts even worse. But when those kind of things happen to your team, it hurts. It hurts deep. It cuts deep. Man, and, and, but the thing is this, is that in the game of life, we're dealing with a lot more serious hurt than a score on a screen, aren't we? But there's people every week that come into this place with, with a lot more on the line than a football game that are hurting and the church is a place through the power of God that provides healing for people that can be a place where people heal there are different people with different hurts and a lot of things have can happen in life and maybe you've gone through a divorce and you're still trying to heal from that and maybe your marriage is is in trouble even right now and you're trying to figure it out and you're going man you're coming into a place with with a lot of hurt we carry our past mistakes and the things that we've done, the regrets that we have, and we carry those things with us. And some of the the scars of life and the the cuts of life, they cut deep. And it's real. And, And the reason we planted this church is because the church is a place that provides healing for people. I love our church because it's a place where hurt people can find healing. And how many of you know that regardless of the size house that some people have and the car that they drive that when you get beyond the front door of that house that there's people in your neighborhood across the cubicle from you that are that are hurting with real hurt that have needs that can't be met anywhere except for church how many of you love walmart how many of you love to hate walmart right you hate going to walmart right like you walk in there you're like i hate this place but you go there because it's the cheapest prices that you can find, right? And, and you, you go to Walmart. We have one right here. And I, I kind of love Walmart because I can take care of everything in, in one shop. You know, some of Walmarts, you can go to the doctor. You can get a haircut. You can get your nails done. You can get your eyes checked. You can stop and get a massage, right? Like, then you can go get your groceries. Then on your way out, you can grab a sub at Subway. It's like, it's one-stop shop. You can get everything you want at Walmart. And the, the prices are the cheapest around. Right? So we love Walmart build that. But let me, let me tell you something. Is that, that no one in our community can get healed at Walmart. It's never going to happen. Can't get healed at Starbucks. Can't get healed at Target. You can't go anywhere in our community to find healing for the needs that people have except for the church. And I love this church is because many of you have come in and you found healing. And you realize the need that you have 
for God and you realize the purpose that he has for your life. Some of you have made decisions since you've come here to say, I want what God has to offer. I want his purpose. And, and you get it. And I love this church because when you walk in, people are friendly. And they welcome you regardless of what you wear, regardless of what you look like. We welcome all people. Whatever baggage you have, if our church doesn't have people who are hurting in it, we're not doing our job. And we present the gospel in a way, and in a way that's relevant, and we allow people to connect with God, and we tell people, regardless of your hurt, God loves you, he can forgive you, he has a plan for your life, there's a purpose, there's fulfillment, you'll never find it outside of these walls, but when you come here, this is a place of healing, and that's why I love this church more than I do the Ohio State Buckeyes, because you can't find that anywhere else. The church is a place of healing. I've seen it. I've seen some of you. I've seen some of your marriages begin to be restored. I've seen some of your financial situations begin to turn around. I've seen fulfillment to begin to come into your lives. I've seen you dedicate your children to God. I've seen you baptized. And I say, that is what the church is for. That's why it exists. That's why we celebrate. That's why we get excited. That's why some of you still have on birthday hats. <laughs> And I like it, and it's awesome, because this is a place where you can find healing, and you can be you, and you can connect with God in an authentic way. The church is a place that provides healing. The second reason I love our church is because the church offers hope. The church is a place that offers hope. There's been times in college football, right, where you just need a little hope. You need a, you need a play to turn around, you need something in the game to happen to provide a little hope. And I think some of you will remember this clip right here. Take a look. So it's down to one play for Ohio State to even have a shot of getting this to a second overtime. Vance and a heart sock to the left. Craig Krenzel in a shotgun. Fourth and three, Ohio State at Miami's five, here in overtime. I guess we don't have the end, which was the most important part of that clip. But right after this, right, we all know what happens, right? Those of you remember, the flag was thrown, right? They called pass interference. It was a late, late call. And I personally remember watching that at my, at my dad's house and going, oh my gosh, you know, I hit my knees. I'm, I'm like, we lost and, and, and it's over. And then all of a sudden, a flag comes in, Right? Someone throw the ref, the only guy. And it's like, the, the teams were, remember that? The teams were on the field. They were celebrating. The game was over, but yet, there was that glimmer of hope. And we know the rest of the story, right? Ohio State goes on to win that game, to win the national championship, all because of the hope that was given in that, that situation. That one play changed everything. And the church is a place where just in one moment, one service, one worship song, one message, things can change. Life can change. Hope can be given to people who are hopeless. Just yesterday, I was talking to a friend who's a police officer, and he, he encountered a situation just a couple weeks ago 
or someone, he, he was the first person to arrive on the scene of someone who took their life. He was describing that to me. And I began to think about that in my own life, to go, if I got to a place where I felt like the only answer that I had was to take my own life, to just to end it all. He had a wife, he had an eight-year-old daughter, took his life, ended it, just like that in one minute. Because people, I'm telling you, people are without hope. When you, when, you, when you take your own life, when you get to that place, it's because you're hopeless. They feel like their situation, whatever it is, whether it's addiction, their marriage, whatever it is, their work, their job, they get to a place where they feel hopeless. And the reason I love this church more than anything else is because just in one play, in one moment, Jesus changed it all. One instant when he rose from the grave, the disciples felt the hopelessness. The Son of God had come. He had predicted his death. He predicted his resurrection, and they didn't think it was going to happen. He was dead for three days. But today, we celebrate because the tomb is empty, because Jesus rose from the dead. And because of that one moment, that one play that changed everything for our game, we all have hope now because Jesus willingly paid the price for your sin for my sin, regardless of what it is. And because of that, no sin is too great for his grace. No sin is. And because of that, because of that, you always have hope. No matter what happens to you in life. No matter what situation you may face. It could be fourth down, it's overtime, and you think it's over. It's never over. Because of what Jesus did. And the church is the only place. Jesus is the only one who offers that kind of hope. That's why I love my church more than I do the Ohio State Buckeyes. As much as I love them, I love this church more. I love you more because this is a place where you have found healing. This is a place where you have found hope. Hope can change in one play. And in the game of life, because of what Jesus did, the final score will always be the church wins. We win. Paul said, to live is Christ, to live is for his purpose, to have life to the full in him. He said, but to die is even better because we gain eternity with him. We win. (laughs) This game's over. He defeated death. He defeated sin. He conquered the grave. He rose from the dead. And because of that, we have hope. An adventure church is a place of hope. It's a place of healing for people. Those are the two reasons. I could list many more reasons as I was trying to figure out what are the two main reasons why I love this church, but I'm telling you those are it. Those two things right there can change someone's life forever. Hope, healing, eternity with Christ. And here's the thing. We're not trying to build an empire here. We want to reach more people, but we're not trying to build the Adventure Church Empire. No, we're just trying to keep a movement going that was started over 2,000 years ago. Because when Jesus rose from the grave and he sent his spirit to empower the, the apostles and the disciples, the first time Peter got up and preached in the book of Acts, that's when the church was birthed. And since that moment, the church has been going forward. And Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell will never conquer it. 
that the church is going to keep going and we're just a part of a movement. There's other churches. I met with a church planner this week who just launched at Heritage Elementary here in Lewis Center. I meet with Dean Falks at LifePoint. I meet with Adam Bradshaw over at North Church and we're together, we're collaborating. These churches in this community saying we need to keep the movement of God going because this church, the church, not just Adventure Church, but the church in general is a place where people can find healing. It's a place where people can find hope. And no matter how great Walmart is, and no matter how much you can get there, you'll never get it. You'll never get what we get to have here. We're the only thing. The church is the only place that offers that kind of hope. God has done some awesome stuff. He's brought hope and healing to a lot of people this last year. And today, I want us to watch this short video as we recap and celebrate what God has been doing through Adventure Church this past year. Hi everyone, thanks for taking a moment to check out this video. Uh, It's hard to believe that 2012 is coming to a close, that we're just a few weeks away here from Christmas and a new year. And with new years always comes new things and we have some exciting uh, news we wanna share with you. Anytime change happens, it puts you in a position where you say, God, what do you want to do in me? And uh, throughout our ministry and our lives, we've really just learned to be dependent upon God and really obedient to what he says, no matter what he asks of you. The call was just very clear and through multiple confirmations, uh, we decided that yes, God, we will follow you again and we will begin to church plant. And we are targeting an area in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be moving there in the first part of the year, but a specific area that is full of people who really probably think they have it all together. Uh, They've probably achieved great things in life, but we really believe that to, to live a life of purpose, you have to be living a life that's found in Christ and that he has written a story for everyone.
that's awesome, right? That's awesome. Ninety-six people have said, I need, I need Christ in my life. That's 96 lives that have been changed for eternity. People have said, I need Christ. And to see the growth when I can remember just over, a little over a year ago, sitting in this room with no stage and no anything, just a group of people, about 75 people who were here, including in the kids, and to see what God has done just in one year. There's over 250 people who would say, the Venture Church is, is where I go to church. That's my church home. That puts us in the top 1% to 2% of churches nationwide, what God is doing and what we're seeing God is doing. 11 people went public with their faith just a couple months ago in July and, and were baptized. And 20 children that we packed the front of this room just a couple weeks ago on Friends and Family Day. Families, those represent families who were saying, we're going to raise our kids so that they know God, so that they're involved in church and the purpose that God has for his life. And through you, and through your generosity and what you've given to Adventure Church, we give money out. And over $26,000 we've given back to missions and to church planning in our first year for church plan. It's awesome what God has done. But Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us, you, the church, you and me, to, do, to accomplish infinitely more, infinitely more, not just a little bit more, infinitely more, more than we might ask or think for his glory church I'm telling you what God has done it's incredible but there's so much more what's the more that I see I see more people in your community who live on your street who go to your work who work with you go to your kids school whatever it is I see more people who need hope I see more people who need healing I see a church that's becoming more involved in its community, serving, taking it to another level, and giving back, not so we can get anything in return, but to say, you know what, our vision and our mission is to invest in our community. I see this next year and the years to come where our church is giving more to the community. I see the church is giving more to missions and to church planning and helping the, the homeless and helping the sick and, and helping children in countries that, that need fresh water and need a good meal. I see a church doing more in that area. I see a piece of property someday, the church built on it, not so that we have a building that we can say, hey, it's our building. No, it's a tool to reach more people. I see a children's wing that will minister to the hundreds of children that come through our doors every week. And, and the more people that come in, I see capacity growing bigger and bigger. I see an auditorium where, where we can reach people and we can pack it out and we can allow people to, to, to worship God and connect with God. I see so much more that's of head. And I could go on and on and on about the more that I see and the more I believe it's going to happen. And what amazes me about that verse is that, that I can see it and I can believe it. And, and God goes, I can do infinitely more than what you could ever think or that you could ever ask of me. Today, we celebrate what God has done, but we anticipate what he's going to do. And we want to reach more people. And that will always be the vision of this church is to reach more people. Why? Because every person has a story. And every story matters to God. And God has a purpose for each and every one of their lives. That's why this church exists. We'll always be about reaching people who are far from God. Why? Because it's what we talked about last week. That 
that Jesus said his whole purpose in coming was to see lost people get saved. And there's so many more that need to be reached in our community. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, he said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. But if this more is going to happen, it's going to be through you, it's going to be through me. We are the church. You are the church. And he said in Ephesians, through God's power within us, through his power working within you, through you taking on the you are love challenge that we lost last week and saying, I'm going to love somebody. I'm going to reach my neighbor. I'm going to get involved and and serve. I'm going to get involved in what's happening in the community because God has more. And the more are the people that he wants to reach. Would you stand with me today? We're going to close out and sing this song. And I love this song because it's declaring to God that he will build his church. That's all we're going to do here. We're going to say, God, this is your church. It's not about me. Look, I know that I was in the video. God chose me for this awesome privilege of starting this movement, but it's not about me. It's about you. God could remove me from this and this church would continue to grow. I pray he never does, but it'll continue to grow. It'll continue to make an impact because it's bigger than any one person. It's the church. It's about you and me taking on the vision, the manifold wisdom of God that he gives us to say there's a purpose, there's hope, there's healing, and you can go to your neighbor and say there's a church that you can find hope in. There's a church that you can find healing in. No, your marriage doesn't have to be over. You need God. You need to come to church. And this song today declares that through the power of God, because he said it's the spirit of God working within you, that he can make you brave to do that. Because some of you, you hear a challenge like that, you're like, but Kyle, you can't use me. I'm barely a Christian. I'm barely, I don't, I don't have it together yet. God, he can use you through his spirit within you, not you, not what you can do, not your power. Through his power within you, he says he can accomplish infinitely more than you could ever imagine or think. I'm telling you today, God wants to use you. And all you have to do is accept the challenge and say, God, through your spirit, not because of me, I can do it. And this song declares that. It says, God, you make me brave. You make me brave. You say that your promises will happen because of your love that washes over me. It flows over me and it infects the community. It can go viral if you allow God to do it. There's more. There's more for you. There's more for me. There's more for our church. There's more for our community. Today, as we close out and we celebrate what God has done, will you commit with me to more? Would you commit to being more? Would you commit to to investing more, to say, God, I'll give more, I'll do more. I'll be the more that this community needs. I'll be the one who's a dealer of hope, who deals healing out, who says there's a place for you.